Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman and this is your look at the astrology for um, April 17th through 23rd, 2023. We got a lot to talk about, got a lot to pack in. Our headliner this week is a solar eclipse. Yes, we are officially in eclipse season and you could argue actually that we have been in eclipse season because that's the funny thing about eclipses is that they start to show themselves even before the exact eclipse. If you have, I'm getting off a little bit of tangent, um, if you have a, a planet or even your sun as your birthday um, at 29 degrees of Aries, the degree of the eclipse, it is a big eclipse for you. And it's maybe something that you've already seen starting to come in over the previous weeks and maybe even the past couple of months. So yeah, eclipse season, we've got that to talk about. Uh, what else we have? I have a webinar actually. I'm going to just slide a webinar in uh, on, on Wednesday night, certainly Wednesday night, Eastern time. Um, and I'm going to kind of give you this deep dive that I typically do about the eclipses. And particularly because this eclipse that we're ha having on April 20th is the first eclipse in a series of eclipses that are going to go back and forth between Aries and Libra into the very beginning of 2025. So it's a new story. We have to sort of look for the clues and the seeds of what this new story is going to bring to us over the coming uh, you know, 18 plus months. The other thing that we have going on, oh yes, and by the way, you can sign up for that webinar in the show notes or go to my website, empoweringastrology.com. The other thing that we have going on is what's called Sun Square Pluto. Um, that's something that's sort of wrapped up in the energies of the eclipse, which means it's wrapped up in our experiences over the next six months. I'll explain a little bit about what that means. Mercury turns retrograde. Uh, that's a little bit lost in everything. You know, you know me, I typically, don't lose a lot of sleep as an astrologer about Mercury retrograde. I'm not saying it's not a thing. Certainly, when I used to take the New York City subway more, I was like, hmm, I wish I had data. I was going to start like looking at the statistics of how often the train is just completely screwed up during Mercury retrograde versus now. Um, but, but retrograde is just a time to reflect. I'll get into that in a moment. And then also it's going to be Taurus season. You know, Taurus season's like a little bit like not the marquee event, but you know, I, I love me some Taurus season and how we are going into a season that is about creating stability and security, getting really in touch with our material needs. Hey, we're human beings. We have material needs. But, and but, uh, Uranus has also been in Taurus for the past few years. This is not your average Taurus season. Then again, it hasn't been since 2018, 2019. Anyway, just uh, to let you all know who I am, for those who have not watched me before, my name is Katie Sweetman, and I'm an astrologer and psychic medium here in the New York City area. And every week we gather live to look at the astrology because the astrology is 50% you are the other 50% and somewhere in that sort of midpoint between you and the astrology is your stuff. Also your cultural and social and political and religious programming, all that stuff can be a little bit of a filter for your experience. This is why your astrology is going to feel differently in another country, another part of the world. That said, eclipses be eclipses and they, uh, they really do mark a new hour that thing that we can actually uh, count on. Um, you know, it doesn't have that sort of subjectivity to where we are in the world. But yeah, an eclipse 
punctuates time. It's literally like, you know, in this case, the moon is going in front of the sun. And it's like, you know, something is ending and something is beginning. It is a portal. This is why this week things are a little bit interesting. Maybe you feel that sense of movement um, of something sort of beginning to rush in, rush out, or preparing you for a new chapter of your life. But then we've got an old chapter to wrap up. I'll you know, talk about that in a moment. So yes, I am located here in the New York City area, just right across the river in New Jersey. And of course, I love connecting with you all week in and week out, whether you watch me live here on Facebook. I know a lot of you, you catch me on Spotify, you catch me on YouTube. You guys make dinner to me or you listen to me the next morning, especially for those who are in Australia and beyond. And I do appreciate you. So as always, let me know where you're watching from. It's just fun that we're an international audience. It just warms my Sagittarius rising heart. So let's uh, let's dive in. So as we start the week, you know, with this, the moon, I think even right now, as I record this, the moon's in Pisces, but it's about to go into Aries. And we are getting to the end of the lunar month. This is what's called a balsamic moon or the dark of the moon. It's exactly what it sounds like. The moon is at its faintest. And this is the end of a lunar month that began on March 21st. In fact, this is going to be the eclipse that we have, which is also a new moon. By the way, solar eclipses are always new moons. This is the second uh, eclipse, not eclipse, this is the second new moon that we're going to have in Aries. It typically doesn't happen this way. Um, it's it's rare, uh, but you know sometimes we'll have uh, two new moons in a, in a cycle. And so here we go. So we had that uh, new moon in Aries was like right as the sun was going into Aries on the 21st of March, um, very beginning of Aries. And here we are, the, the sun is going to be at the end of Aries, two ends of the sign, two very different energies of Aries. Uh, the beginning of Aries is very raw, it's untested, it you know, can be a little hot, a little impatient. When we get to the end of Aries, the idea is that we've started to temper this energy and this eclipse is really going to play upon the energies of Saturn, not because of by aspect, but this eclipse is going to be at 29 degrees of Saturn, sorry, 29 degrees of Aries. You guys know how much I love Saturn. It's just a very interesting planet. It really talks about the structures and the lessons of what we came here to work on and to do. An eclipse at 29 degrees or even a new moon or a full moon at 29 degrees really does push that Saturnian energy. So even though this is an Aries solar eclipse, which means new beginnings, taking action, rushing forward, taking the lead, standing on our own two feet, individuating, we have to do it with the sort of the energies of Saturn, maturity, um, integrity, you know, really standing in the balance of life <clears throat> and being able to, to build and construct for the future. It's not just an impulsive Aries eclipse. It's one that really wants us to strategize and think for the future. That said, we are still in the dark of the moon, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, if an eclipse is, this is often the, the stock analogy that I use. An eclipse is like a curtain coming down on one act and a curtain coming to up on another act and you're watching your life and here comes the curtain and there's sort of the sense of expectation, maybe a little anxiety, like what's gonna happen, but we know that it's a time for a new act. And when that curtain comes up, 
the set may be very different. It may, may be a very different scene. And even um, the people that have were previously on stage, may, they may not even be on stage anymore. This is why eclipses are famous for bringing things in and out of your life. They eclipse things in and out of your life. I know that's a dramatic statement, but sometimes, sometimes eclipses can be dramatic. Not always. It really depends on the astrology, your own personal astrology, the, this eclipse that we have on you know very early on Thursday, April 20th, at least by Eastern Standard Time for those that are on the West Coast of the United States, or even in, in uh, Hawaii, it will be April 19th. But uh, this eclipse, um, you know, it, it is picking up on eclipse energy that we saw 2013, 2014, 2015, when the eclipses were last in the Aries Libra. But these eclipses actually pick up on uh, degrees, I believe it's 2004. So eclipses, they have a repeating cycle. They have a half cycle of nine years. They have a full cycle of 18 and a half years. It's not to say that we can go back to those periods of our life and be like, oh, it's going to be the same. No, the astrology is different, but that part of your life and that part of your own personal astrology is being activated. So as we are in the dark of the moon, we need to release, we need to reflect, we need to let go. It's a time to, in maybe a way, whether it's emotional or physical or spiritual, to make space for whatever it is coming into our life. It is not uncommon to start to pay attention to the news or start to pay attention to what's going on in your, in your, in your, so your own personal world. People lose positions of power, and they also gain positions of power during eclipses. It's actually quite fascinating. So you may see in areas in areas in your life sort of you know get their status elevated, or you know God forbid something else. So yeah, people you know lives can sometimes pivot around an eclipse. So really sit and meditate and reflect on what you know. What do you want to make space for? What are these new beginnings? that um, you know, I, we want to bring in. And, and I think sometimes we can work with eclipses, we can set some intentions, but on the other side of things is an energy that is bigger than us. If I'm just being completely honest, it's a force in a way. And, and you know, maybe it's just good to really kind of take that in if this is a time of renewal. And, and, and even when I was writing about the eclipse um, you know, for my my uh, my new moon report, my solar eclipse report, you know, sort of with especially with the energies of Pluto in this eclipse, good segue to the eclipse making a square to Pluto in Aquarius. So the sun gets the very end and uh, end of Aquarius. The sun gets the very end degree of Aries. You know, it has the eclipse. It goes into Taurus. We start a Taurus season. And then the sun makes a square to Pluto and Aquarius. I'm still getting used to saying Pluto and Aquarius. So sun square Pluto is a pretty intense energy. You know, sun, it's sort of the energy that the energy is new beginnings and renewal with the eclipse with the square to Pluto. So this is the analogy that I wrote about in my new moon solar eclipse report. It's like, this is an energy that talks about being in the driver's seat of life. You know, Aries, Aries is about leadership and command. We all have our own um, relationship with command and leadership. Sometimes we sit in the driver's seat of life. Sometimes we don't sit in the driver's seat of life. It is okay. We are human beings. But a solar eclipse is saying it is time to sit in the driver's seat of life. And metaphorically speaking, this is time to put the foot on the gas pedal. 
Here's where Pluto comes in. You put the foot on the gas pedal and nothing happens. It's because Pluto is trying to show you that there's something in the way of you being able to move forward, you being able to take action. Maybe you put your foot on the gas pedal and you feel that strong sense of command and being able to move forward and go after the desires that you want. Mars is over in a Cancer, for example. So this is really about getting our needs met. Um, you know, Aries is very much that sort of spark and that initiative and that drive, but Cancer talks about our emotional needs and needing to feel safe and secure and to focus on home and family, whether that's literal or metaphoric or feeling like we are safe enough to actually come into this world. So there's a lot of cardinal energy in this eclipse. Cardinal energy is about the beginnings of the new seasons. They sort of initiate change. There's that word again. And then we have the Pluto energy and the Pluto is trying to get into the heart of our relationship with our own individuality and our own personal power. Then there is the, the sense that, uh, gosh, I lost my train of thought, Mercury retrograde. has a good segue to Mercury retrograde. But let me, no, I'm not going to train thought back. So an eclipse opens up a chapter that takes us into the next six months. So we have this sort of like container of time, and that's what astrology is. It's time. It's the energy of time. We have this container of time that now brings us into October of 2023. This container of time is going to be seeded with the energies of Aries, Aries solar eclipse, through the energies of Mars and Cancer with Sun square Pluto. And maybe you're like, in English, this is a six month period to really start something new. It may not be easy, bear with me for a second, because we have to, you know, this, that sense of the bar is at higher, Sun is at 29 degrees of Aries. We have to really go after what we want and we have to work with the energies of Pluto. Pluto is an evolutionary force. It says that we can't sit in the driver's seat of life the way that we've been typically sitting in the driver's seat of life. And so for some of you, you will see big changes over the next six months, especially my Aries, my Libras, and even my Capricorns and my, um, my Cancers, my, my Cardinal signs. That brings me to Mercury retrograde, because so, Mercury also turns retrograde on the 21st. So, you know, it's going to turn retrograde at 15 degrees of Taurus. By the way, I think that's an, an eclipse degree. If it's not the eclipse degree from last year, eclipses happen every six months. So we had that same analogy. Uh, October 25th, we had a solar eclipse in Scorpio. That said that over the next six months, we are in a container of time that really looks about decay endings. I realize decay and endings are big words, not always something that we want to hear. I'm saying this as a Scorpio. Scorpio is the archetype of decay. Endings, a necessary process that plays counter to Taurus, its opposite sign of renewal and the rebirth of life. These are two you know, twin forces of nature that sit exactly opposite one another. We've had to navigate these deeper themes around decay and endings over the past six months. We've had to do a lot of deeper work. Scorpio it is an emotional science. It's a water sign. It's ruled by Mars and getting into sometimes the deep, dark heart of things. Maybe we needed that six month period of a you know, scorpionic energies to prepare us for the powerful new beginnings that are in this, uh, this solar eclipse. 
just a thought. Um, but we will have another eclipse in two weeks. Uh, this will be in, in Scorpio, the last one in Scorpio. Um, and, and the sort of this uh, container of time that takes us into the next six months. So we'll have, of course, lots to talk about on my webinar on Wednesday night. Even if you can't watch live, you can still register to get the recording. So Mercury retrograde, it's turning retrograde at 15 Taurus. It will turn direct in May at 5 Taurus. Mercury's kind of a little bit funny in Taurus. Um, Mercury typically likes left flexibility, but in Taurus it has to play it safe, play it a little bit cautious. That's good. We need that. Um, but, and, but, um, you know, Mercury turning retrograde, it's a time when we have to reevaluate the value of the choices that we've been making. Typically, Mercury in Taurus is a very strategic sign. It's sort of like like looking for the, the best value or the best things to say or like the best things to accumulate. And maybe we have to really think about um, what do we really value over the past, you know, in our lives and maybe needing to get into different values, for example. Maybe it's monetary value, maybe it's self-worth, maybe it's just a, a sense of value and currency in general. And Mercury will be playing off the energies of Uranus. So really see what sort of story starts to come up around the 20th, the eclipse, and the 21st when uh, Mercury turns retrograde. Then it's Taurus season. Uh, the sun does arrive in Taurus on April 20th. So this is a new season, one that takes us out of the energies of Aries, although you could argue that we're in this larger umbrella of time that takes us through the energies of Aries, but Taurus talks about, we take the sort of the impulse and the initiative of Aries and we sort of ground it into something. Aries is a fire sign, Taurus is an earth sign. In the astrology, certainly Western astrology, there are four elements, fire, earth, air, water. We need fire. Fire makes things go. So I'm using the analogy of sort of sitting in the driver's seat of life and pressing the proverbial gas pedal because we need that fire and, and sometimes we get stuck. Taurus energy is earth, so that fire energy needs to start to take shape and take form. What is it taking shape and taking form as? Maybe that's where that, that whole reevaluating process with Mercury retrograde and like, you know, is, is this a good form? Or maybe something else is a good form. Maybe this is a good investment for my money. Maybe this is not a good investment for my money. Taurus, Taurus is money and property and resource. I typically, and here's here's my standard boilerplate language on Mercury retrograde. Every planet turns retrograde um, except for the sun and the moon. Every planet, um, you know, turns retrograde. The, the longest duration of a retrograde is four months to five months. Jupiter turns retrograde four months. Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto is five months. The planet that turns retrograde most frequently is Mercury. That's why we are you know, maybe more aware of it. And it turns retrograde three to four times a year to three to four weeks at a time. There is this narrative where we like when we get into the shadow, uh-oh, we can't do anything. Mercury is retrograde, uh-oh, we can't do anything. Mercury's still in its shadow afterwards, uh-oh, we can't do anything. If you took a calendar and you blocked all those dates off, a lot of the year would be X'd out. I'm not saying Mercury retrograde is not a thing. I'm not saying we shouldn't do our due diligence. I'm not saying that like things don't get crazy or like my brain doesn't start stop working during Mercury retrograde, like I'm heavily Mercury in my chart, for example. But we need to 
stop with the anxiety and fear. I have ended major relationships during Mercury retrograde. I have moved. I have made other big choices. Just do your due diligence. Uh, retrograde is a yin phase. The tide pulls in. We need to reflect. It is the night. It is not the day. Even though Aries is a time of action, and maybe this is where Mercury retrograde is pumping the brakes a little bit because otherwise we just want to fly out the gate with that Aries solar eclipse. It is like a rocket, especially with Mars um, in, you know, very powerful, although in its, uh, in its detriment in Cancer. It's like we want to like get things done and get things done now, but Mercury is like, hang on, wait a second. Is this a good choice? Do we need to reevaluate? Do we need to deliberate? for example. Sometimes the universe throws us a bone and a retrograde isn't a terrible thing. Maybe it's actually trying to get us to slow down a little bit and to just think about our thought process and our choice process, for example. Nevertheless, and we'll talk more about this next week, Taurus season is the renewal of life. It is about flowers and you know, it's ruled by Venus. It's about pleasure, but you know, physical pleasure, the pleasure of living, food, comfort, stability, security. It's just been a kind of an interesting path the past the past few years with Uranus also in Taurus. Yeah, a lot more information on this in my show notes, but um, let's jump into your look at the astrology this week, going through each of the 12 signs of the zodiac. Uh, listen for your sun and your rising, both signs. Maybe you feel a little bit differently about that. I do feel that it's both. So let's start with Aries. Aries, you are in the spotlight. I know it's your birthday, and if it is your birthday on the you know 18th, 19th, or 20th, it is going to be a powerful new year for you. You are bringing that eclipse energy into the next 12 months. Eclipses talk about milestones, new beginnings, things happening in your life. That said, you know, Aries, you, you, maybe you are feeling that surge of energy. Your planet Mars continues to be in Cancer. So this is, you know, this is an eclipse that's also pushing on emotional buttons. You want a new beginning. Maybe you want a new beginning right now. But that Mars and, um, and Cancer is really trying to get to the heart of things. Like, am I safe? You know, what do I want? You know, kind of we can get a little bit of cranky when Mars is in, uh, in Cancer. But, you know, maybe you have a lot of past memories coming up, a lot of emotions, stuff about parents, um, or maybe even, you know, changes in the household. And that might be one of the places that you see this eclipse manifest in your life. It's a new beginning, and that new beginning takes place in a change in your living situation. Somebody moves in, someone moves out, you move, maybe there's a baby, for example. Um, but it's also going to be Taurus season, and Taurus is your money sign, money and income, and that's a place where you've been seeing a lot of big changes over the past uh, few years, really switching up and changing what you value, for example, and pay attention to Mercury retrograde come um, April 21st, because it's really digging into these deeper things around value and worth. For example, I will also add Aries, um, you know, Sun square Pluto, it's a pretty powerful energy. And so if, if you are bringing this energy into the next 12 months, it's like, how do you make a change? But how do you make a reformation? Taurus, Taurus, it's not quite your season. I mean, it will be later this week, but uh, you're very much on the cusp this week. Aries season for you, and by extension, this solar eclipse in Aries gets into something called your 12th sign. 
In astrology, there are 12 signs. There are 12 houses, as they're called. There's these spaces of life that we all occupy, whether it's a relationship space, the seventh, or a space of endings and reflections, 12th. There has to be a space for endings. That's just life. And so the solar eclipse really sort of punctuate this need to go within. For some Tauruses, this is the end of the road of something. And this may be something that you're seeing over the next uh, coming you know, six months or maybe even the coming days and weeks. For some Tauruses, this is the need to go within. This is the need to find uh, inner truth, inner meaning, um, maybe even try to answer deep existential questions. With Mars and Cancer, this eclipse is really getting into some question around choice, the choices that you make in life, maybe even to make major choices that really bring about these endings, or maybe even to cultivate your intuitive voice more. When the sun goes into Taurus on April 20th, happy early birthday Taurus, or for, the, for my early uh, Taurus birthdays, it activates the energy of Pluto. Pluto is going to be in Aquarius for 20 years. I realize that's a big statement, but as of right now, it is hanging out at the very beginning of what's called your career sign. So this is triggering the sort of this larger story to completely transform your relationship with the direction that you take your life in, your relationship with power on a greater level, ambitions, um, and maybe needing to start to change and reform some things, especially with that eclipse, the one that's on April 20th. You know, how is this going to start to, um, let's say, reshape what you think is important in life? And maybe that's going to have an effect on your professional life. Gemini. Gemini, it is that time again, your planet Mercury is about to turn retrograde. So you know the drill, this happens every every few months, so that, that part is not uh, you know so rare. It is turning retrograde in Taurus, and Taurus is something called your 12th sign. And you know, maybe you should listen for what I just said to Taurus, for example. In astrology, there are these 12 symbolic spaces. They're called houses. And when we get to the 12th, we've come to the end, the end of life symbolically, the end of the road. It is that sort of inhale before the exhale. It is the that, that pause before the beginning of life. It's a very sacred space. With Mercury uh, spending an ex extended amount of time in this space, you need to really get in touch with your intuitive voice. Ask yourself existential questions, rest, reflect. It's going to be a little bit before Mercury gets into Gemini. It's going to be June. And so you're in, not to say you're in a timeout, but certainly life is moving at its own pace right now. For some Geminis, you need to take a break. You may be even working too hard. Uh, for other Geminis, it's sort of this period to really meditate, reflect, and to start to search yourself or even search beyond this world for some greater answers, truth, or meaning. And maybe getting into these larger questions of spiritual value over the coming weeks. Mercury will turn direct. I think it's like the middle May 5th. No, I think it's like the middle of May. I can't remember when. Uh, when it turns direct, I'll get you that next week. 
That said, an Aries solar eclipse is about friends, community, your place in the world. Where do you belong, for example, Gemini? And so this is an area that you've already been spending uh, you know, a few weeks with, and you did have a new moon uh, back at, on March 21st, for example. But this is getting into these bigger questions about who are your friends, where do you belong, with Mars in uh, Aries, uh, not Aries, with Mars in Cancer, this, this solar eclipse is also talking about value and worth, whether it's the value of worth of your friendships, your sense of community, your sense of place in the world, or even that sense of reciprocal value, or even sort of bringing up these themes around self-worth and value over the coming uh, months. But, you know, getting into that sense of value, Gemini, it's like, what's the value of the choices that you're making in the world? And how is that impacting your world? And maybe you need to sort of reflect, especially with Mercury turning retrograde, about some of the choices that you've been making and how they've been impacting your world. This eclipse doesn't necessarily hit on the bigger themes that it, it does with some of the other signs, but it is trying to get you to re-envision your future and maybe build a future based on a different sense of value and worth. Cancer. So Cancer, you've got the sun is in what's called your goodness, your 10th sign of uh, career. It's not just career, it's like your place in the world. It's the title after your name. It's your sense of a bit ambition and even your professional life. So Cancer, you know, you did have a new moon in this space back on March 21st. And so maybe this has been a little bit of an interesting past few weeks. Maybe you've been very busy in your professional life, especially with Mars and your sign. <clears throat> you've had to either go on the offensive or go on the defensive in your professional life or even in your professional or the, the public world. That said, uh, now there's a solar eclipse, and it says that over the next six months, there's going to be likely, not always, a change in your professional life. Eclipses, they have a very traditional rep rep reputation for changing somebody's, you know, whether it's their position, uh, they get a position, uh, they don't have a position anymore, or needing to bring in some sort of powerful new beginning in their professional life. If you are job searching, use this eclipse. If you want to make a career change, use this eclipse. All I know is this is the first eclipse in a series of eclipses that takes you into the very beginning of 2025. I know that's not that really honestly that far away, even though that date sounds like Monopoly money at this point, but it's going to be here real soon. So what is the change and transformation that needs to happen in your professional life? And sometimes the universe does its own thing with eclipses. Nevertheless, with the energy of Mars and Cancer, you know, pointing towards you, this is a season where you have to take command. You have to sort of helm the ship of your life. You have to sort of sit in the driver's seat of your life. And maybe this is a, an eclipse that speaks to themes around leadership, for example. Leo, Leo, well, oh, sorry, brain. So this eclipse gets into these bigger themes about uh, belief, faith, truth, meaning. Like, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What's your convictions? It also gets into the sense of like mission and purpose in life. And, and we, and you know, Aries is a fire sign and you too, Leo, are a fire sign and we need that fire energy. What do I mean by that? When we don't have that fire energy, we feel lost. 
we feel burnt out. We don't have a sense of mission and purpose in the world. We're sort of struggling to find a greater sense of purpose and meaning. Well, here is this solar eclipse. Of course, this is going to mean different different things to different Leos over the, over the next six months. For some Leos, this is a need to look at these sort of broader strokes about faith, conviction, philosophy, truth. For some Leos, you know what your mission is. You know that sense of meaning and purpose. And now it's time to really live it, to teach it, to share it, to publish it, to broadcast it. And maybe even for some Leos to tell your story. For other Leos, it's a time to focus on education because truth and meaning, it can come at a university or a college or it can come in a book. And for other Leos, it's about trying to find that truth in the world. They are getting on a plane. They are, they are planning a major trip or a major journey, for example. This energy, Mars, of with the eclipse is pointing over towards your 12th, which is about these deeper um, existential spiritual themes. And so faith is not just something that's read in a book. It has to be lived. You have to find it deep within. And this is going to be a very existential period for you, Leo, over the next coming uh, you know, weeks and even months, even into the end of this year. This eclipse is playing off of Pluto in uh, Aquarius, you know, Aquarius is your relationship sign. And so maybe some of these deeper philosophical points and truth and meaning points are also hitting on a relationship, a relationship, a big relationship, capital R relationship, or just how the, you know, how you connect with people or the types of people that you bring into your life. Virgo. Virgo, you are ruled by Mercury, and Mercury is turning retrograde, so you know the drill. I mean, this happens every few months, and this is the time when you just have to pull back your energy. It's like the tide pulling back in. It's more yin than yang. Mercury, which is, again, your planet, it's in Taurus. Taurus is something called your you know, ninth sign. And so this is getting into these little larger questions about faith and truth and convictions and what do you stand for and what do you believe in and what's the value of what you believe in and even how you sometimes get in your own way. I love me some Virgo, but sometimes Virgo can, can get a little bit too in the bullet points and stick to the plan, and sometimes the plan can, can get them stuck. This Mercury retrograde is picking up on a larger story that's been with you over the past few years, since 2018, 2019, with Uranus trying to get you to completely shift the way you see the world in sometimes literal ways, but also in a sense of greater consciousness, truth, awareness, and meaning. That said, airy season and then thus this solar eclipse that's happening on April 20th, it's getting into some deep dark themes. And I'm just saying this to say this, uh, you know, and, and you've already been sort of in this energy the past few weeks. Aries for you, Virgo, is something called your eighth sign. It's something, you know, I call it the eighth room. This is the beginning of a six month period. You need to do a lot of inner examination. For some Virgos, it's working with a therapist, a counselor, having somebody to really hold space, to hold a hand. Maybe you have a lot of deeper emotional stuff that's coming up. It can be stuff from the past. I mean, Mars, the ruler of this eclipse, is going to be in Cancer. Cancer can talk about the past, memory, mom, dad, ancestors, all that stuff that sometimes we like to push 
away, but the eighth room can sometimes feel a little bit like the juncture of the zodiac, and that's where all that stuff that we've been trying to push away can now start to come up. And you know, for you, Virgo, uh, you know, Cancer is something called your eleventh sign of friends and community, and so maybe this is really coming out uh, in an in interpersonal dynamic with a friend or something in your community, for example. But this is again, you know, time for you to do some deeper emotional work and really look toward that. Uh, new moon that we had on March 21st to kind of give you some of those uh, themes that you're going to be working on over the next uh, six months. Libra. Libra. So Aries actually a big sign for you. And um, although there won't be a Libra eclipse until October, this is the initiation of a larger chapter, an 18 month uh, plus chapter where you and your relationship sign Aries are getting very highlighted. Um, and what does this mean? I mean, it's different things, different Libras. For some Libras, it is a change in relationship. For some, it, like a relationship needs to end. For others, it is the beginning of a relationship. For another Libra, it's a time where it's about bringing new people into your life, not big R relationships, small R relationship. It's a big, busy period of connection and socialization, for example. And maybe this eclipse is really capitalizing on Jupiter's presence in this part of your chart since December. This is still a dynamic period where you may see a lot of changes in personal milestone and growth over the next 18 months. A change in, the, in a relationship could also be a change in um, something in your spouse's life or a partner's life. Sometimes it changes the birth of a child. This is the type of astrology you know you see uh, an eclipse really mark somebody's you know relationship uh, sector and talks about the birth of a child. Of course, if that is relevant. That said, this is a shift of seasons. This uh, solar eclipse does activate cancer. Cancer is a relationship sign, not a relationship, Miss Jeez. Cancer is a career sign, um, but it also gets into these larger themes around responsibility and duty. Of course, if this does involve, for example, the birth of a child, becoming a parent is a change in your career. I don't, I mean, I don't mean it literally, but it's a change in sort of your job status and life. You now have a new title. For example, if it's not that, maybe it's something similar symbolically or needing to take more duty and responsibility in a relationship or really take the command in relationships. Sometimes in relationships, another person has more power. And so with this eclipse, how do we sort of create new power dynamics, for example? Scorpio. So Aries for you is something called your sixth sign. And this is something that's been churning up over the past few weeks with the, you know, that, that new moon back on March 21st. But Aries is, is about health and wellness for you. It's a lot of things. It's, it's you want to talk about sitting in the command seat of life, like the sixth, this, your sixth sign is where you truly sit in the command seat of life. It's where you have a sense of organization. You know how your day-to-day -day life runs. Um, and so maybe the solar eclipse is, is really bringing you back to that day-to-day -day systems and like, how do you make a change? You know, for some Scorpios, the system is not working. Maybe you've been neglecting health. Maybe you've been overworking and your body is now trying to get you to pay attention, for example. 
Or for another uh, Scorpio, they're using this energy to make positive, lasting changes in their health and wellness or something about their day-to-day -day life. The energy of this eclipse is pointing over to Mars in uh, Cancer. So it is something about day-to-day -day life, but it is getting to these larger issues of philosophy, truth, and meaning. Like, what are the philosophies that really drive your day-to-day -day life or how you take care of your body or, you know, your sense of nutrition and health and wellness, for example? Does, does there need to be a change, for example? You know, that said, this eclipse, it does play off of uh, Pluto, which is newly in Aquarius. Aquarius is called your fourth sign of home and family. It's your roots and your foundation. So even though 29 Aquarius, not Aquarius, 29 Aries is still your sixth sign, it is very close to zero Taurus, which is a relationship sign. You know, maybe this in a way is touching on relationships, but that sun square Pluto, um, I think is your first real big, you know, sitting with the energy of Pluto and Aquarius. You know, Pluto is only in Aquarius for three months this year, Scorpio. It does go back to Capricorn in June. Um, but this is, you know, how does the very foundation of your life begin to transform? Like what is at the core of your roots and your foundation? Is it actually supporting you this is going to mean different things to different scorpios especially over the next 20 years i know 20 years is the duration of pluto and aquarius but um really sit with this eclipse sit with the energies and the stories and sort of the seeds of stories that start to come up because it may be uh well it certainly will thread through the next six months but it may connect to something that is going to be with you for much longer because you know at the other end of these eclipses is going to be eclipses in, in Libra, your, your 12th sign. And so for every new beginning, there's something that needs to be let go of and that's your 12th sign, but that's, you know, we're not quite there yet. Sagittarius. So Sagittarius, uh, Jupiter is your planet. It's still in Aries, but it'll be in Aries for another, uh, goodness, uh, another month before it goes into Taurus on May 16th. And so your planet actually is kind of a bit close to this solar eclipse at 29 degrees. Uh, I think, you know, the Jupiter is around 25. Don't quote me on that. But it's it's, it's certainly getting close, 23, 20, you know, 22 of, of, uh, of Aries. So even though that's not an exact conjunction, it's pretty close. So maybe you're getting roped in to this eclipse. What does that mean? Well, for you, Aries is the sign of, you know, how do you express your creativity, your gifts, your talents, your abilities? Do you take yourself seriously? You know, what is that spark that lives inside of you that you want to put into everything? And that's been this time for you to really explore what makes you you, you know, since 2022, when Jupiter first went into Aries. I think it was May of 2022, for example. So this is a time of new beginnings. And for some Sagittarius's to see an eclipse in the fifth sign does initiate a period where it could be the birth of children or childlike energy comes more into your life. Of course, that's not relevant to everybody. This eclipse points over to uh, Cancer. And so there's a really interesting dynamic because Cancer is actually your eighth sign, Sagittarius. And that gets into these deeper themes around, you know, maybe sometimes when you get in your own way or self-destruction or self-sabotage. If this is a, an eclipse to create, what's in the way? You, 
your shadow, maybe sometimes the worst version of yourself. And so that might be some of the tension, the dynamic that's playing out over the next six months and maybe needing to get into these sort of deeper themes around family in the past and memory, anything that is getting in the way of you really expressing who you are, for example. I will quickly add, because Mercury is a major player in your astrology, Sagittarius, that Mercury turns retrograde in Taurus. Taurus is your sign of health and wellness. This is a, let's say, a period, about three to four weeks, where you have to get into a sense of ritual and craft and to be very deliberate and to look at the sort of the value of everything. But do keep in mind that health and wellness and how you take care of your body and how you inhabit your body has been a space of major change over the past uh, few years with Uranus and Taurus. And with the sun going to Taurus on April 20th, it sort of re-brings you back to this bigger story about changing how you take care of yourself and even how you do health and wellness in your life. Capricorn. Capricorn, so this is a big eclipse for you because for you, um, Aries is your sign of home and family. And it says that in a very broad sense of, of way, of course, it's gonna mean different things for different Capricorns that the next six months, if you're not feeling this already, it is really about uh, focusing on home and family. So for some Capricorns, this period of time you may move. It's a very, uh, let's say, classic way that eclipses present themselves. It's the, you know, you, you make a major move, it's purchase of a home, or you're sort of changing your living situation. And it's, um, you know, maybe it's a big move. For some uh, Capricorns, it's a need to focus on family, whether it's your own family, because you have kids, for example, your household, or even, you know, maybe your parents, for example, need more attention. If it's not that, it's really getting into these sort of deeper, maybe a little bit more esoteric themes around um, your emotional core, how you feel safe, how you really are grounded and planted in your life, for example. With Mars and Cancer, this puts the energy of this eclipse over in your relationship sign for, you know, this is of course going to be different things for different Cancers. You know, for some Cancers, it's the start of a household with a partner. Somebody moves in, for example, maybe it's a marriage, maybe it's a major change of seasons, for example, or maybe it's a need to change households because it's an end of a relationship. Regardless, maybe if you're getting into those deeper themes around emotional core, uh, maybe people are coming in and out of your life at this time or need to bring a very different type of person into your life. Aquarius. Aquarius, so for you, Aries is something called your third sign, voice, communication. That's how you think and listen and learn. It's a little bit, uh, let's say, less abstract compared to other signs. You know, what is voice? You know, for some of you, it literally means over the next six months, you have to speak more. Maybe you have to do a lot of public speaking. Maybe you are writing more. Maybe you are sharing your voice more. Maybe it's not literal voice, but it's your need to really share your voice, for example. For some Aries, this is a time to really focus on education. It's not necessarily college education unless or university, unless you sort of bring into the eclipses later this year, but it's a need to really either educate yourself or really to sort of show your level of education. Maybe you're getting very restless and curious over the next uh, few months and even into the rest of the year. Maybe you're taking a lot of classes, for example. Maybe you just got like a lot of stuff going on. You just need to like keep writing, you know, kind of jot things down, for example. 
with the energy of Mars pointing over to Cancer, there's an element that talks about, you know, how do you like organize and structure your day-to-day -day life, work, projects, maybe it's a writing project, maybe it's a project that connects to education, for example. Maybe it's uh, health and wellness in the sense that, you know, the areas for you is also your sign of choice and you need to make new choices about how you take care of yourself, how do you organize your day, your sense of ritual and sort of practice in your day-to-day -day life. You know, for you, Aquarius, it's just been a lot going on. So maybe you just need a lot of movement, a lot of new horizons, and maybe even some travel. Finally, Pisces. So for you, uh, Pisces, Aries is something called your second sign. The second sign is a sign of money, income. You know, we have, we're human beings, we have material needs, we have a physical body, we need to make sure that we have a roof over our head, money in the bank, a sense of income, you know, whatever, of course, that means different things to different Pisces. Jupiter, your planet, has been in this space, you know, off and on since 2022. So you've already been in this sort of nitty-gritty period where it's really trying to gather resource, create more material stability and security for yourself. Maybe the bigger question is for you, Pisces, what have you built? A solar eclipse in the sign says that over the next six months, there could be a change in income, a change how you earn a living. Maybe it's a need to earn your living in a completely different way. With Mars, um, the ruler of this eclipse over in what's called your fifth, it's to make sure that how you earn a living um, really aligns with you know your sense of spirit, what really you know nurtures you and cares for you and feeds you. Because if you're just like making money to punch a clock and you feel really burnt out, this uh, Mars and Cancer is really trying to get you to not be burnt out, for example. Do keep in mind that Jupiter, your planet, is going to change signs in about a month. It's going to go into Taurus. That's going to be some very interesting astrology. Um, I will also add that, uh, speaking of Taurus, uh, Mercury is a big player in your astrology. It is the, your relationship sign, or sorry, your relationship planet. And it's the planet that talks about home and family and your household and your living situation. It's turning retrograde, no big deal. But maybe this is a time when you need to reevaluate, uh, look at things from a different perspective, get into these larger questions around value and worth to be deliberate in your choices um, and maybe even to have conversations in, in, in your household with somebody or maybe even with a partner, for example. Of course, it's going to mean different things for different Pisces. Um, but this is a powerful time to really shift and, sh and reshape sort of the bigger structures of your life and the things that you think are valuable and maybe the bigger question is for you, Pisces. Maybe something you thought was valuable at the start of the year or even last year is not valuable anymore. So there you go. That is your quick and dirty look at this week's astrology. It's got so much going on. It's got Mercury retrograde. It's got a solar eclipse in Aries at 29 degrees. And then, of course, that eclipse plays off the energies of Pluto recently in Aquarius. So we're sure we'll have lots of debrief on next week. Do join me. I'm going to do that. Uh, it's typically like a two and a half webinar, a two and a half hour webinar on the eclipses. This is going to be uh, Wednesday, April 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. And I will be a little bit, you know, kind of early for those in London and beyond. But you can watch the replay. I always put the, the recording up uh, after the live event. 
Um, it's, it's good information even into the next six months, even though we tend to think of uh, eclipses as a very ephemeral, it happens, then it goes away. It is with us. We keep going back to the eclipse energy. We often will see an eclipse um, manifest three to four weeks afterwards, and sometimes even um, in that midpoint of the eclipse three months after the solar eclipse. So I appreciate you all. Please follow me online at empoweringastrology.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm on Spotify. I'm on YouTube. I'm on all the things. And um, yeah, I'm sure we will have lots to talk about next week. Take care. Bye-bye.